You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show, recording live here from downtown Batuta, and joined by uh, Errol Parker, editor at large. How are you, Errol? Good, mate. As usual, not a cloud in the sky up here in the Diamond Tina. Cracking day, not like down south where they're complaining about this thing called a cold snap. Cold snaps, yeah. No, they haven't had a winter in the Diamond Tina, that's no, for sure. certainly not. And of course, myself, Clancy Overall. Today is a big coup for the Batuta Advocate. This marks our first Australian of the year. <laughs> At all. Like, I mean, it's one thing to get an Australian of the year, but to get one on the year that they're Australian of the yep. year, we're just so uh, we're just so lucky that Grace Tame, today's guest, is across our humble Outback newspaper and um, was in the area. And we reached out and she said, you know what, I've got an hour between... Subway and the uh, Qantas Link flight out of here. So um, she's popped in, and we're very thankful for that. Thanks for joining us. Grace Tone. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Now, you're obviously moving around a lot since you first landed on our screens out here. We uh, we saw you on the um, podium there, Australian of the Year. Where are you based most of the time? You're a Hobart girl? Yeah, most of the time Hobart, yeah. but at the moment out of a suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you find the, uh, the, the suitcase living? Oh, it's all right. Actually, um, so I am from uh, divorced parents yep. who, who separated amicably yep. when I was about, oh, I don't know, two mm-hmm. years old. And so most of my life I Suitcase. lived out, well, it was a school bag at that <laughs> yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty adaptable and I've traveled around a lot, bit of a gypsy myself. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like on and off lived in the US for seven years, all right. various parts. Yeah. Whereabouts over there? Well, I started out in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. I went to a community college there for a couple of years and then headed down to LA because I was doing illustration, so photorealistic illustration work, doing private commissions for some like high-profile celebrities and stuff. And Oh, right. Yeah, and then I ended up touring with John Cleese a couple of times around the country as his private, like as his illustrator for, really? for some of his merchandise. Yeah. Really? Have you so been able to keep that up? No. <laughs> like, like how, how, why would John Cleese need a personal illustrator to follow him around to illustrate things? It sounds a bit crazy, I mean, doesn't yeah. it? Is that like a certain followed, level of followed fame? Followed him around. You don't like, like photographers. Yeah. Well, no, the story goes, so I, um, I know his daughter really well. She's yeah. one of my best friends. who's a fantastic comedian in her own right. But she commissioned me to do a piece for John in 2016, it must have been. And it was just originally meant to be like a, just a joke sort of illustration, like what it is. I think you can find it online if you type in mm. um, Grace Tame, John Cleese, mm-hmm. like you'd find it. It's a like spoof of The Last Supper yep. with the disciples traded out for references oh, yeah. to John's work. Oh, right. So there's like Mr. Creosote's in there. There's like kangaroos in there. There's like random... Kevin Klein from A Fish Called Wanders in there, yeah. Lumberjack, etc. And uh, it's really detailed. Yeah, so he liked it so much that he was like, oh, "I want to sell this as merch." And All right. Like, All right. Cool. And then he, yeah. um, so he did that, and then he also used it as his stage backdrop. So they just blew it up and put it behind him, and he did all his talks sitting in front of that. And then it was <laughs> <laughs> fucking wild. So that was a. Hobart girl packed your bags and went to the States? Yeah. Gap year kind of stuff that stayed, turned into seven years or? 
nah, it wasn't no. really a gap year. It, no. was, it was more like a lot of shit happened yeah. in high school, yeah, and yeah. we all know about that. Yeah, skip, <laughs> skip, yeah. skip town, of, get out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Barbara sounds like a... It's, pretty, I guess it's a pretty it's lavish a, place, Yeah, honestly. and it's a change from yeah. winter yeah. in Hobart too, I imagine. Yeah, Is yeah, that exactly. in LA? It's 90 minutes north on the coast. Oh, that's from even LA. better. From LA, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what it is? It's um, Big Little Lies. Yeah. That kind of... yeah. That kind of country. Yeah. In Monterey. Yeah. 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 Monterey. Monterey. Yeah. 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 Big Sur. (laughs) Big Sur. Well, that's obviously a long way removed from Hobart and and everything that had been going on as a young girl there. But then this last six months since Strain of the Year has been completely different to anything. I I imagine anyone could really relate to how has that been? That's, um, you know, you went straight from um, I mean, John Cleese. Is, that's a big deal. John Cleese is illustrator, of <laughs> yeah. course. But then now you're a household name that no one really ever imagines being a household name, do they? No. Especially not for what, you know, you've, you've come to be known for yeah, as an it's, advocate. It's and, very, very weird yeah. set of circumstances. Because um, through the National Australia Day Council, I've thankfully been put in touch with previous Australians of the year. But it is. It's a very unique set of circumstances because, yeah. uh, I mean, we had Rosie Batty who won in 2016 for her work in the domestic violence space. So there's some parallels there because yep. it's her personal story. Yep. But I was talking to Kerry O'Brien, actually, absolute legend, and he was saying because he's been in the industry, the media industry, for decades and he's had the opportunity to interview lots of Australians of the year mm-hmm. and he was saying he's never seen a reaction just like this in terms of how you know widely yeah. Yeah. well-received it yeah. was and what it's done for... I no, guess it's reached. A, yeah. yeah, what it's mm. done for a community that have been marginalised and silenced for so long, so we don't actually really know yet how big yeah. it is, and it just seems to be bigger than Ben Hur. Like yeah. every everywhere I go, men and women mm. are reaching out to me, and it's beautiful. It's overwhelming, mm. but um, it's really beautiful yeah. to see that. What, one thing you know, there was the, the the march down there in Parliament, and one thing that kind of from our end is people who kind of look at the media and look at reactions to different things going on in the news is that it kind of has stirred and kind of activated a lot of people in quiet towns that know your story yeah Yeah, like Batuta (laughs) know your story and might have never piped up ever you know just kind of went on with life probably weren't even that political probably didn't engage in that way and and now the conversation has started and they're I guess you've given them uh, license to to put their hand up permission yeah yeah and I'm I'm a utilitarian, so it's all about the greater good for me and and I'm very much happy to be that first person. And I think that's what I was sort of seeing privately as I was realising because I've always been open privately and I was having these conversations, I would notice that when I shared part of my truth with a group of people, you know, even strangers sometimes, it would then spark someone to come up and I thought, I wonder like how many people in the world yeah. You know, and, and what if we were able to do this, where we were able to sort of have like a, a more public acceptance of vulnerability and, and giving of permission to be human beings again? And, yeah, the reaction has been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. There's a few people out there who, you know, you're rock spiders. Who, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and, yeah. And, and, just, and also people who don't want to believe this can happen in this lovely world they live in. So, yeah, you know, yeah. also head in the sand kind of attitudes towards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gaslighting you, I guess, into in many ways by denying this truth that, you, that you've kind of um, been able to bring so many people into and help engage a lot of people. As you said before, it would be, and we saw the numbers at the march. Yeah, it's, um, and it, it's not actually, you know, you said before about um, people like who weren't previously political. The thing is, it's actually not 
yeah. political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very odd. I keep getting painted as the quote-unquote poster child for Labor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, well that's what happens. Well, I no, don't, we'll I don't know. Well, I don't know that, that's what that happens when from. you take pictures with Albanese. <laughs> just, uh, just I took one picture. Straight up all over every newspaper. It's like, look, here we go. One She's going to be running for Hobart next. You know? oh, dear. I, don't, I don't think it's so much uh, getting a photo with Albanese. It's more so delivering that speech next to the Prime Minister, who was visibly uncomfortable uh, during the Australian oh. of the Year. Ceremony. Do you know what he said to me right after I finished that speech and we were in front of a wall of media? I shit you not. (laughs) He he leant over and right in my ear he goes, well, gee, I bet it felt good to get that out. Oh, Christ. And, you know, even (laughs) even if he thought that was a nice thing to say, that's also an issue. Like... (laughs) Well, I know. Well, you just, uh, I just, I don't I know. Mean, yeah, I don't well, know. It's true. Like <laughs> every day, you hear something new about you know, just just something he's fucked up. <laughs> That's there's so many things he could have said. He could have said thank you. <laughs> my, so my manager's mum, who's ninety well years old, and she's been a lifetime liberal voter. She just yeah. goes. That man does nothing right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's a shocker. That's a shocker. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, My my next question was... Exclusive here in Batuta. Exclusive, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Hamish McDonald. We got that one. My my next question was, did you think at that time, giving that speech, that the man standing next to you would spend the rest of the year avoiding you? (laughs) Oh, goodness, no. Oh, dear, I could not have for... For saying that, yeah. I don't know. Who could have, yeah. really? I mean, it's just crazy. You become a strain of the year. We hear from you in you know, in, in different capacities as an advocate and, and, and everything you've been doing since then. And then all of a sudden, uh, the conversation ramps up. Brittany Higgins came out and said that you, you, you'd kind of inspired her to speak yeah. up. Yeah. Which automatically implicates you, which, as you said, you you don't you don't mind being the, f- the first person there. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, um, yeah. Those are still allegations at this stage, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it, it it's not surprising, though, to me, like, because it, it's the common thread is abuse of power. Like, yeah. certainly I didn't know it would come out quite like this, mm. but anyone who thinks that this doesn't exist and mm. that wouldn't play out, especially in yeah. an environment like that, is yeah. kidding themselves because that's a breeding ground for it. Yeah, I mean, and it just kept going, kept getting more and more and more and more and more, which... In this theme of abuse of power, of course, more and more and more came out. Mm. As you said, when did you really start seeing the wheels moving towards this rally? That was really quite something else. Oh, I don't know. It all has happened pretty organically. Yeah. And pretty quickly too. Yeah, and pretty quickly. But the important thing, obviously, with any kind of meaningful change, you have to sustain the momentum. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people in positions of power who just kind of want this to go away. They they want people to get really angry for mm-hmm. a little while and then tire themselves out and just sort of yeah. give up. Mm-hmm. So I'm always just kind of encouraging people to be a little bit more measured and yeah. consistent and persistent yeah. in your agitation. But, yeah. Don't try run out of steam. Yeah. Don't run out of steam and try not to be too angry, yeah. like where it's just blind rage. Because yeah. at the end of the day, in order to make change, you do actually have to sit down and negotiate with people that you might not agree with. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you can't just be spitting venom and uh, 
Yeah, you're not an abolitionist. No. You're not going to burn Parliament down. Yeah, that is oh, that's not, something. <laughs> not with my bare hands. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, me personally. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, um, do you think the media um, did a good job in basically representing the story of how the march came to be? I mean, like, like it certainly from our perspective, it looked like they tended to, to cherry pick different things. And That's kind what of, the media do, though, yeah, right? Yeah. Not here. Except not, you. Not, this, you not guys. this humble organ. There's no cherry-picking here. There's no <laughs> need. They, Everything's gold in Batuta. They kind of use that, and then they kind of mash different aspects of different stories to suit their own kind of narrative. But, yes. But, um, oh, yeah. I mean... That's... Labor's poster child would agree with that, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. I mean, yeah, that's that's sort of the problem, I suppose. Is, yeah. is there needs to be distinction, because if we get something catastrophically wrong, yeah. we could then, you know, lose all of the credibility and yeah. lo- lose all of the support for for a movement that that yeah. needs unanimous support. Yeah. Do you think that the media did a good enough job to cover it? Like, it seemed for a long time they would basically trying to pretend that this wasn't happening and they were, you know, just hoping that something big would come along and blow it out of the news cycle. Like the footy season. Yeah. <laughs> Do I think the media did a good job? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Could have been better. Could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> always, but, like, I mean, I'm, I try to be a glass half full person. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, there's always room for improvement, I suppose. Mm. Well, we like to think that we, you know, Nail it every time. Occupy an, a, a space in the media that's a bit, you know, above to the side, above, <laughs> but like underground. You know, yeah, <laughs> but like in in terms of what the mainstream media does in like their day to day operation, do you think they would? There's more room to to grow really when they're covering things of this nature. Oh yeah, there's so much more room to grow. Um, I mean, just like in in terms of um how they talk to people who have stories and I yeah. addressed them at the press yeah. club and they didn't really seem to listen yeah. um, to what I was sort of saying. Where they'll put the abuser's job title. <gasps> I know. And they'll refer to the sex crime as sex attack. Yeah, they won't say rape I in know. the headline. Yeah, and there's all the, you see all those kind of different Instagram well, yeah. pages dedicated to rewriting this article. Oh, those are fantastic <laughs> yeah. and they're so, because they're so accurate though yeah. too. yeah. Like um, the pedophile that abused me, and I'm not—I wasn't his first victim. I've since spoken to other victims of his, but he did a 17-minute interview with a woman whose name I—you don't want to say a name? No, well, to just don't really want to give her air time. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. did with, it with some hack. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, yeah no, he, in the interview, he was. Comp- complaining about how he lost his job and status in the community and I was kind of sitting there going, well, maybe you don't rape kids. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. It isn't, but yeah. Uh, anyway. And, and yeah, the media is all too often willing to entertain his narrative or, or people like his narrative. Yeah, it is not so much th- – it's not so much that that's the issue, though, really. I think the main issue is that there's too much of a focus on the superficial, like, physical details. Yep. You know, the media are obsessed with outdoing themselves. You know, like, oh, you hear about – I can't think of a, an obscene – a really obscene example. But, yeah, that's always the focus. Like, how bad was the rape and yeah, yeah. how bad was the violence? Like, how many times were yeah. they hit? You know, what kind of weapon were they using? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all that yeah. kind of stuff like that. But it's like – and I don't know if you know who Jess Hill is. Um, she does a lot of work exposing the um, coercive control 
yep. that belies domestic violence. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like that needs to be the focus or the grooming and the, yeah. the psychological manipulation, yeah. which is, again, that abuse of power. That needs to be the focus. Not, the, when we, not yeah. the spectrum of how bad this could have been or how yeah, bad Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because often you hear of like, oh, it wasn't that bad because he only hit you once or something yeah. like that. And it's like, what about all the stuff that was boiling for yeah. years and years and years, like yeah. the emotional abuse and all that sort of stuff like that because that's vile. Like yeah. that messes with your whole life. You've kind of – this happens to authors a lot, someone who's written a memoir mm. where they end up becoming – they find themselves, their, their work they do, I wouldn't necessarily say a career because no one chooses that, but you end up being, you know, in this movement and that that's what you kind of, that's what you've been doing for six months. Yeah. Was I've like, been doing it for longer than yeah, that, yeah, behind yeah. the scenes, yeah. Yeah. It, but it's it's not something you chose. You were flung into it and um, by your lived experience, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't really a conscious choice. Yeah. No, but it was, again, it was always something that I just saw as like, common sense, yeah. like help each other, support each other, create a, an environment, you know, a social environment of, of like belief and and um, acceptance for people regardless of what their story is, whether it's a story of sexual abuse or whatever. Whatever they're advocating. Just yeah, kind of, just yeah. normalise talking about shit because we've all got some story and, yeah. you yeah. know, and then that's how we can reconnect and move forward. Was there, I mean, you, you had a career... As an illustrator, you've just said. Oh, not really. I think a lot of illustrators would count, you know, being John Cleese's, you know, go-to <laughs> illustrator as being, you know. A career. <laughs> or at least, you know. Very short-lived one. A, a one of the big jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, career highlight. But was that, was that you know, you Grace Tame, the illustrator, and then there's a Grace Tame, the advocate. What were you looking at working at before you kind of found yourself behind the scenes as the face? Was it? Was it? Were you going to get into the arts? Were you? I don't know. I actually haven't. I've had such a funny life in mm. that I've never really had the chance to mm. stop and think about what my next move is. Yeah. I just have fallen into it, and yeah, it's just been pretty spontaneous and and random. Mm. But. Here I am. And Have you got good people around you? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I, and that's I think that's why, you know, because I've always seen that as my number one value in life, just mm. family, friends, community, um, and, yeah, having good positive relationships. And, and then that's been the guide. And, you know, all of like what you're doing um, becomes like secondary, I suppose, um, so long as it's obviously like a good purpose. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, yeah, it's more so like who you're doing things with that I think is the the real point. So you, you told us when we come to Hobart, you do tours. <laughs> Could be another for another you, line of for, work for, for you guys. Yeah, you and your man. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah the, um, they narrate uh, the the wild country, <laughs> the Apple Isle. Is that home? Does that feel like home? Down home? That yeah. kind of yeah. Yeah, I love Tassie. Yeah. Always have a special. I spot think in it my does heart. for a lot of Tasmanians. <laughs> it feels the yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they do like that. going back there. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, like it's no, like, no. I'm saying to Ricky Ponting. You know, they always used. To, they always like he always used to Murphy's. say, you know, like like oh, I do like playing in in England because it's a lot like Tasmania in that it's very green and it's cold. <laughs> like okay, Ricky, over there, mate. Go and, <laughs> go and score some runs. <laughs> Can you see yourself setting up there? Yeah. 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 Max and I want to live there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Buy a bit of land. Yeah. Yeah. You got to beat Melbourne to that. 
<laughs> the old tree change. <sighs> Thanks a lot, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, before you, you know, you started speaking in front of all these cameras. Had you done much public speaking beforehand? I mean, like, not really. I mean, like, when you get further down the track with like you know the the australia awards council like is, is that a service that they start to provide you like if you're in the hunt you know it's like oh well you know we've got to get you some public speaking no. training and stuff like that so, so that they that, just no it literally has been so they a, hand you a over, process of flying by the seat of one's pants <laughs> so they hand you over an award and say let her rip. Yes. <laughs> and, she, and didn't she just like you? Yeah. Everything that, that that obviously the speech resonated with so many people, but no hitches, like no hiccups. That was kind. Of, did, was there pressure on you? Like you got to get this right, or you kind of it just felt all one. You felt all one with the uh, with the microphone and the and the message you had to deliver. Yes. Well, in the words of Scott Morrison, gee, it felt good to get that out, didn't it? Um, oh my God. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know because it is again. It's it's my truth. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not making anything up. Yeah. and so it's authentic. It's real, and I think that's why a lot of people have resonated with it as yeah. well because it's genuine. Yeah, you know. And a part of me at first was a little bit worried. I was like, oh, you know, I was talking to the people in the Australia Day Council, and I was like, oh, you know, guys, I swear a lot, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I've got these ugly tattoos, and yeah, you know, I'm worried about that. And they're like, no, that's yeah. you've got spirit. Like that's what we. We yeah. like, yeah. you know, and you're real. And I was like, oh, because I was worried that I was going to have to, you know, adhere to all these dress codes and Queen's these English. fancy things. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no. But, yeah. um, and that's what's great about it. Yeah. And that's what and that's what's great about Australia yeah. is there's this authenticity to, you know. Yeah, you can you, – and, and owning your shit because yeah. we've obviously got so much shit as well. Yeah. But like – You being you made you so much more relatable to so mm, many more people. Yeah. And that's when you start – I've seen you kind of meet meet a few people, I guess, who are also, you know, well known for doing that. Like, you know, Jimmy Barnes reaches out because he's also he's also been like that from the start. You yeah. know, working class man, working class boy. Yeah. Um, what what is it like? You know, literally meeting your heroes um, who come to you and you're their hero. Oh, I don't know. It just <laughs> just goes to show, though, like we're all people at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. That's that's all we are. Whether you're the prime minister or you're Jimmy Barnes or yeah, it just, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. I know there's, there's so much going on right now that that's just a pleasant thing that happened in the last six months is uh, getting to see Jimmy play. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really special though. That was yeah. an incredible experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a very nice man. You're not Labor's poster child, but you know the media would like to call you that. But all of a sudden, you're now relevant to a lot of people who would have never thought twice about you because you're talking about things that are resonating with people more so than any politician ever could. That's a big claim. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that's true. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because I deal in common sense. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, it maybe helps. That's why. And, and it's everything you said before, you know, being yourself, being authentic. Have you seen people right. trying to get around you? Is is what I'm trying to ask. Like get around a, me. Yeah, oh, trying right. trying to take a little bit of the the spotlight. You know, trying to align themselves with Grace Tone, because it's happened to Batuta. We went down to Parliament House once, and all the media tarts came out. Yeah, absolute dribblers trying to get They're their all photos. There. <laughs> oh. Okay, so when I was interviewed by Kerry O'Brien, it was the day that there was the cabinet reshuffle, um, and there was the. Uh, 
installation of the Task Force for Women's Safety. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the new Assistant Minister for Women was appointed. And the new Assistant Minister for Women is someone who has aligned herself with the commentator who gave my yep. abuser a platform. Mm-hmm. She's actually done so multiple times. She's on, on multiple occasions she's defended this commentator who's, mm-hmm. you know, actively supported yep. and, and enabled a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that. I just stated facts. That's what I deal in really, common mm-hmm. sense in facts. I don't actually see any merit in going tit for tat and, mm-hmm. and getting entering into slanging matches. It doesn't yeah. serve any purpose. So I stated these facts and the reaction was um, from her was that uh, I was uninformed of her previous history of pro bono work for survivors of sexual violence, um, which is about as good an example of moral (laughs) licensing as I think I can find, other than, you know, I'm not sexist, I voted for Julia Gillard, I'm not racist, I've got a black friend. Um, (laughs) 20 years ago I represented someone in some town that has nothing to do with this conversation we're having right now. (laughs) The corporate people in this world, though, are just, you know, they're a different breed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's what she came out and said. But then she's also gone to the media and complained because she sent me Instagram direct me- or direct yeah. messages, even though I don't follow her, so they've gotten swept yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So in the abyss. In, yeah. Into the, like, I'm not joking, thousands <laughs> that I, I just can't, like, yeah, I, I can't yeah. go through them all. And she's come out and, and, you know, said that she reached out to me on Instagram, which I think is a little bit, like... <laughs> I drove you, past your house and honked. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I opened my living room window <laughs> and called your name <laughs> and heard no response. I've reached out. Yeah, I sat in a room and thought about you. Yeah. Why haven't you reached out? <laughs> Oh man, that is lightweight response. And I just, yeah, yeah, and I just sort of thought, oh, like, it's not that I don't want to sit down and and put differences aside Mm -hmm. in necessary cases and work with people, but I don't believe, like, I I believe that pedophilia is an absolute wrong, Mm -hmm. right? And if you don't absolutely oppose it, you're therefore condone it and she's aligned herself with this person who's enabled that sort of culture and so I just I don't think that she's the adequate person for the job in this 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 dwindling cabinet of uh, Mm. you know eight years of gradual brain drain with each Prime Minister which is uh, saying something (laughs) (laughs) which is saying something do you feel like they just went woman here Mm. yeah (laughs) exactly and like I said to Kerry O'Brien, you know, we've got to be really careful not to be naively misled mm-hmm. by distractions um, that are posing as solutions. Performative gestures. Yeah, performative gestures. Yeah. yeah. So as Australian of the Year, you've got a lot of duties that you have to do in that year, you know, which I think are beholden to you by the organisation, aren't they? Like coming on this podcast with one of them. Oh, yeah, number one on the list. Look, they say... It's an award, not a role. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. A lot. Yeah. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dot, dot, so dot. is that their way of saying 
lace up your footy boots. That's it. We don't want to hear anything. You know, that's it's like what they say to footballs when footballs have a political opinion. Just go out there and play, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they have been very they have been very supportive. Yeah. Um, and rightly so, because most winners of Australian of the Year, again, bar Rosie Batty, they are people who are long-term, you know, career professionals mm-hmm. who have infrastructure around them, like a team of staff, yeah. assistants and, and, and whatnot to help them. Whereas I was just a pleb and a yeah. uh, 26-year-old with, you know, no staff. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, but they've been very they've been very helpful in that regard. They took on a lot of Rosie's advice because yeah. she was thrown into the deep end That's very it. much yeah, so. Bit, that was the next thing I was going to ask. It's yeah. um, Goodsy kind of got a target put on his back after he got the gong oh, as well and yeah. the, things got worse for him. Rosie Batty ended up, you know, hell and back with the mm. media coverage. And then we kind of look at Brittany Higgins for a completely different example, but in terms of the way people who pop their heads up get backgrounded. And, uh, you know, the, there was yeah. there was talk that people were sent to look into her boyfriend. And uh, mm. have you, you didn't experience anything like that once you started kind of, um, you know, becoming a household name? No, I mean, I've also been very, again, because a huge part of my messaging and whatever is about authenticity I've, yeah. I've I sort of had covered that before I even was nominated for Tasmanian Australian yeah. of the Year like yeah. I've been very open about my past history of drug addiction and all sorts of getting yeah. into nasty situations that's a part of the trauma though too yeah. that'll and that's again that's why I'm really keen to speak about that yeah. sort of stuff like that because it does it sheds light on the fact that yeah the abuse that happens doesn't end there. Yep. It's got all these different tentacles. Yep. And you backgrounded yourself for everyone, basically. I did. I, back, I background myself. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very open about that. Like, yeah. and that's again, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. You know, we've all slipped up. We're all human beings. We all make mistakes. We all get in ourselves into situations that we would rather not be in, and yeah. that's just part of life. So you haven't experienced a hatchet job. I mean, things got pretty bad. Sky News, Rosie Batty. You haven't kind of experienced any like attacks on you? Yeah, there was an article or there were a few articles, oh, I think it was a Courier Mail, who were like, oh, what gives the Australian of the Year the right to attack the Prime Minister? <laughs> I think that was that was the most recent thing that I've yeah. seen. But again, the media just... Because I've never... If you listen to me speak, yeah. like I'm not prone to like extreme emotion. I'm not yeah. going to get really angry. So I've never slammed. I've never attacked. I've never you know, any of those things. I've just sort of stated facts yeah. as they are and the media says things like that. Now, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You can't be aligned with anyone because it's just you. No. This is just what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I'm again, I'm not a political... Well, I'm not aligned to a polit- political party and uh, I value negotiation. So I'm, if anything, I'm more of a probably a left-leaning centrist, yeah, yeah. but I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're a tattooed Hobart gal who, yeah. you know... Draws pictures. Maybe I would say that there's a kind of archetype there that you might be a little left leaning, but it's in no way you a firebrand is yeah. going to bring down the government. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, what's planned for the for the foreseeable future? I know it's yeah. it's basically hotel. That's where you live in now. You're looking mm. a week and a, two weeks advance. There's no projects, I guess. Um, at this at this point, it's, yeah. it's fly by ear. Yeah, so the next year looks like a lot of meetings with relevant policymakers and government ministers, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. I'm really excited about that because to me, like the whole point of this was to, to really get the ball rolling on a lot of advocacy and making concrete mm-hmm. change because mm-hmm. um, normalising the conversation is one aspect and it's actually 
probably the most, it's the most important part because it's, it's how you start to generate the education, mm-hmm. which then influences the legislation. But um, the next cool thing that I'm doing is going up to Brisbane and working with the Australian Centre to Counter Child Exploitation on a campaign called Stop the Stigma. Yeah, right. And, yeah, so that'll, that'll be a, like a little film and they've got some big sponsors behind that, so that'll be cool. And then, yeah, yeah. just... Do you going to be better than that milkshake film? Uh, I think most things <laughs> are better than that milkshake yeah. film. Look, that was very just, odd. That was such a big It actually, actually kind of terrified me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I'm not yeah. an easy... Oh, on, I'm like, not an easy scare, but that... It's like Black Mirror. What the fuck yeah, are we watching? it was. Yeah. Actually... It was actually evil. Yeah. Have you seen In the Night Garden? Yes. It sounded like it was narrated by that fucker. Yeah. Eagle yeah. Piggle. And I was like, what the heck? Man, you gotta you gotta double check these things before they go out. If you if you if that was that was technically the I know but the like, response to but a, like, a lot of these conversations. It was horrible. But like you know that because it's come out of like a public office, it's been across twenty desks. It's like, yes, 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 let's film it. Yes, 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 release it. You know, so that's that's how I feel about like a lot of mumblecore rap and like yeah. music like that. And you go, yeah. how many people yeah. did this have to go through and get a seal of approval? Yeah, yeah. And yet nobody stopped it at yeah, any yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's if been it's- signed off. This has been well and truly signed off. Well, the more desks it has to cross, you know, the least amount of accountability you have yeah, because you can always true. shift the blame onto to the next desk. Yeah, it that's wasn't true. It wasn't desk number 13's yeah. fault. It wasn't desk number 12's. And that's how the public service works. Hey. <laughs> 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 so true. Oof. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's on the cards there, Brisbane. And then mm-hmm. – so with this policy advising, is this what – Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is well beyond – what just happens in the confines of Parliament House. Now you're talking mm. about community, you're talking mm. about education system. Yeah. And um, you're taking it to well beyond, you know, these in-house task force that the government's had to implement in their own building, yeah. uh, in their own offices. Well, any advocate and any activist knows that the real work is done not necessarily there in, in Parliament. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. done, mm. yeah, at the community level. Unteaching, teaching. Mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly. And it's the most rewarding as well. Yeah. Because you actually start to see the, the benefits of it. Mm. Well, we can already see that, the uh, as we said before, this half-glass-full Tasmanian has, uh, you know, there's ripples right across the country, absolutely um, results that we can see yeah. right now. We can see it within hours of that speech being given. So... Uh, Thank you for joining us today on the Batuta Advocate Podcast. Grace Tame, did it feel good to get that off your chest? (laughs) Gee, it felt good to get that out. Thanks, guys. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) 